0: welcome to a bookshelf binge i'm your host jessica and today we are talking about a category of books that are very near and dear to my heart and it's honestly probably going to be one of the last genre deep dives on the public podcast and so be sure to stay tuned to the very end when we talk about the patreon and what's happening over there because i have fun updates but Today, we are talking about the new adult category of books, and so I had to be joined by A, one of my favorite people, and B, the new adult book club, my (laughs) friend Danielle.
1: Hello. Thanks
0: for being here.
1: Thanks for having me again.
0: (laughs) Can't get rid of me. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. I love having you on. You're like an honorary co-host, and I have to make all my jokes again. It's really upsetting. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. (laughs) We are we talked about this we were halfway through this conversation I realized I didn't press record so we will probably giggle more because (laughs) we make the same jokes
1: (laughs) I feel like I have it together better this time
0: I don't (laughs) (laughs) great Not one of us does (laughs) so when did you like find the new adult genre and when did you like start reading those books So
1: I got back into reading at the beginning of COVID, which is now two years ago.
0: (laughs) God, I saw a thing that was like, who knew COVID was going to be a trilogy? (laughs) Oh, no. Like, that cut deep.
1: (laughs) But honestly, um, you know, I say the beginning of COVID, but that's like years. Um, But from there, I had been a big time reader in college, like around the days of like the Hunger Games and Twilight, I like could not get enough because I'm, you know, well out of college,
0: which (laughs) we don't need to talk about. You're not that old. You make it sound like you're like a 40 year old person over there and you're I'm not
1: not even in the new adult age range anymore. I've aged out of new adult. I'm just a plain adult (laughs) and I can't accept it.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) Anyway, um, So yeah, I ended up getting on Bookstagram and realizing that this even existed. Um, I didn't even know there was a space for this. I thought it was either adult or young adult. And then I started seeing these hashtags of new adult. And I was like, these need to all be in the same place.
0: Yeah. Which is how the new adult book club got started. That's how it was born. I remember when we first added each other and I was like, this name is perfect.
1: (laughs) Really, my dad thought it was a porn site <laughs> he thought it was like new adult book club <laughs> he was like
0: oh danielle that was weird <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny yeah no i remember trying to like come up with names and it was always so difficult and when i saw yours i was like ah i should have thought of that <laughs>
1: i was surprised it was available to be honest it was perfect. I thought I was going to have to make some edits on it, but nope. It just shows that it
0: was like meant to be. It was meant to be for me. Yep. Uh, do you remember your first new adult novel?
1: Yes. Um, which the first time around we figured out that this isn't something you would consider new adult or any of the bookshelves. Um, but I do. Um, so I picked up Serpent and Dove and for me that's Meets the criteria of new adults. So, um, at the time, I didn't know that I was reading it. What happened was I read that book and then I was like, I want more with this content. And that's how I stumbled upon the new adult hashtags. I think somebody had hashtagged it that. And then I clicked it and then it all went from there.
0: Oh, interesting. I think I really dove into new adults. And like really discovered that like, oh, this is the, this is a category that I need to be in Mm -hmm. when I was in grad school and I was around 24, 25 when I entered grad school. And so like it really connected Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and like, I would say the Throne of Glass and ACOTAR books, like it was very much Sarah J. Mass during that time. And like, that was when everyone was debating if it was new adult or adult or YA
1: Yeah I bought my first Akatar books in the young adult section and the second half in the adult section.
0: That's fascinating. I had to ask the book the Lady
1: of Barnes and Noble where it was and she was like oh it's over here in adult when I went to pick up the next in the series.
0: Fascinating. Mm -hmm.
1: That also got my kind of gears going about new adult versus young adult.
0: Yeah. I think I've read what would be classified as new adult for years, like even like as like a kid, because like, as we all know, I didn't, I didn't exactly read age appropriate material, but yeah, I very much really started to identify and was like, oh, this is where I'm meant to be was grad school. Yeah. Do you have a favorite new adult book series?
1: So yeah, I have a few series
0: that I have
1: to shout out because they're my favorite. You know the first one coming up, well you know all of them, but you know the first one coming up because I talk about it endlessly is The Bridge Kingdom by Danielle Jensen. I'm just obsessed, so good, Uh, super original. And then, Kingdom of Runes is one I when people ask for recommendations I always go in with that one because a lot of people have read The Bridge Kingdom already but Kingdom of Runes I feel like just doesn't get the attention that it needs um by Audrey Gray it is so good if you haven't read it yet highly recommend and then it solid Throat of Glass vibes it does if you're a fan of Sarah J Maas you'll like this series mm-hmm. for sure um it has a lot of similarities but Oh, a lot of similarities, but it's good. A lot of similarities, but I'd go as far as saying it's better.
0: <laughs>
1: That's a personal opinion.
0: We don't and, accept it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> only be nice to me. My fragile ego can't take it. Um, and then the last one is um, Savage Lands by Stacey Marie Brown is actually, I got sidetracked on the way here because I signed up. Her new book is coming out um, March 22nd, the sixth of the series in that. And I went on to sign up for like a, like a press tour fee and it is categorized on her website or on their press tour website as a, um, and a new adult paranormal romance. And I was like, yes,
0: thank you for just saying it. (laughs) Thank you for confirming. Yes. Do you follow books and betches? She recommended it to me. I very much want to read Savage Lands it's like sitting on my Kindle like waiting for me but I bought way too many books at the Barnes and Noble sale I have way too many books that I have to transport across the country and so I'm not allowed to touch my Kindle anymore oh it's rough it's really rough I don't I literally don't do
1: anything but Kindle these days
0: oh my god same yeah no it's it's really really rough so I put it down I started gilded wolves which I would also say falls in the new adult category Ooh. um but I can't it's funny that we're having this conversation here because like I have all my books I have my bookshelves from when I was growing up mm-hmm. I came here with new adult books because I came here with gilded wolves and fury Born and these hollow vows which are all, I know you're like looking at me again, but these, you told me these <laughs> are new adults. So I brought it thinking it was new adult. So
1: it, it, it's I on know. the cusp, I'd say <laughs> it's on the cusp, all on you, <laughs> you are responsible. It is still so good. Now. It is still so good. I could say, you could say it's new. Adult. Well, hmm, there's <laughs> spicy, there's
0: a little spicy, but okay. We are getting slightly ahead of ourselves. Oh. We should define this for listeners because not everyone understands that the new adult category, because it's not widely accepted and it's still like very, very like new and fledgling. Mm -hmm. So new adult fiction is a developing category of fiction where the main characters typically fall between like the 18 to 30 age bracket. It was first coined by St. Martin's Press in 2009 and the genre tends to focus on issues such as, like, leaving home, developing sexuality, negotiating education, career choices, et cetera, et cetera. The genre has really gained popularity over the last few years, particularly through books by self-published bestselling authors like Jennifer L. Armentrout, Cora Carmack, Colleen Hoover, Anna Todd, and Jamie McGuire. Even though I think Anna Todd is, like, a little... Like, her books, I feel like, lean more towards the younger side of New Adult. Mm -hmm. It definitely deals with, like, a little bit more adult content, but I don't, like, she's one of those people that, like, straddles the line.
1: Yeah, there's a few that could go either way.
0: Yeah. So, Jennifer L. Armantrout is a really big supporter of the New Adult movement. So, she says that New Adult is the perfect middle ground for a YA writer like herself, who wanted to explore more mature issues. And Jennifer L. Armentrout's From Blood and Ash series is very firmly in the new adult category. But with new adult, like it's more serious. The characters are older. They love more strongly. they are doing without the safety net of parents or close high school friends. While YA has all of your characters firsts. Their first love, their first hate, their first big battle half the time and i think it's also like really important to know that new adult fiction isn't simply ya novels with sex scenes like it is the setting it is the development it's these characters trying to find themselves it is more than i want young adult but make it sexy right uh, i put a poll up
1: and the one of the biggest things that came out before I came on this podcast and one of the biggest things was age um that was like the resounding answer is a lot of people just can't connect with high school teen years anymore and it's like
0: I enjoy young adult books I enjoy the themes and I feel like I feel like young adult fantasy is like, more fun. Like, it's I not... Heard. It's, like, not gratuitous violence against women. It's not... Like, there are themes of, like, the good and evil and, like, the triumph of it. And, yeah, there's, there's like, sometimes, like, a morally gray person in there. Mm-hmm. But overall, there is, like, very hard lines of who you're rooting for. Yes. Versus, like, adult fantasy, that's not, that's not always the case. It's a lot more graphic, I find. It's like kind of a struggle for me to read very specifically. And it's not characters I really too
1: I hate to say it, I find adult fantasy because I, I think it pertains in general mostly to fantasy. But I find adult fantasy really hard also really hard to get through. That makes me think of like the Game of Thrones books or like the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I wouldn't read those. Did I watch the movies? Yes. Did I read them? No. But I also am not reading the YA books because I can't I I can't identify with a 16-year-old anymore. And I need to stay engaged more adult themes. So there's this gray area in there where I want the themes of the YA with the
0: content that's a little bit more mature. It's so interesting to see what's coming out as new adult because it's always put in like the adult section I feel like or not always I feel like like because it straddles the two it's very hard to find like you talked about this in your stories on Instagram and like I very much experienced it when Barnes Noble had its 50% off sale yeah like It was really interesting to me because, like, I found Jennifer or uh, words. I found Danielle Jensen's Bridge Kingdom series in the adult section,
1: which is, I think, where it if there if it's not if it's going to be somewhere, that's where I think it should be. I wouldn't even mind if if new adult was incorporated into the adult section. I just want it to be there Mm -hmm. because right now it's just non-existent. I was excited to see that Danielle Jensen was on the shelves. You sent me a picture. It wasn't mine. I went to two because yeah, I just had a really bad day at Barnes and Noble. (laughs) I went there like with every intention of spending money. I had some Christmas gift cards, plus the sale, plus I was like, I'm gonna treat myself. I was going to spend. And instead I just, I walked around so many times to make sure I didn't miss anything. Um, So I have to stop at the young adult section, the new release section, the romance section, the fantasy section, the paranormal section, And then I just kind of wander the tables to see if maybe somebody put out some stuff that I would like. Cause there's just nowhere for me to go. And I ended up leaving with nothing. Well, I got, I got two books and they're both YA.
0: So, uh, so in DC and like, if people live in DC and can correct me, like go for it, but I don't have a Barnes and Noble. I only have Indies, which is fantastic. And I love it. And like, it's, absolutely wonderful. Mm -hmm. But I feel like indies have a lot more power to curate like that and create those shelves versus a Barnes and Noble. So I'm here with my parents in Washington state and I love to go to Barnes and Noble when I'm here. Like Barnes and Noble just always has like a bigger selection. They have Mm -hmm. stuff that my indies don't have. And like, sometimes you just need a good Barnes and Noble trip. Yeah. And I was fascinated. I found like a book talk after dark table in the YA section mm-hmm. that had titles like Birthday Girl. And
1: that's so crazy that that was anywhere near YA though. But that's the thing. Like, there's people are just like, well, where does this go?
0: Yeah. And like, I get it. Like, the protagonist of Birthday Girl is like, what, 20? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, like, I get it. Like, where else are you going to put a 19, 20 year old protagonist? not there but not there <laughs> there's no room for crazy i got news right it's not there. <laughs> in ya like, absolutely not penelope douglas is not ya she's wonderful
1: absolutely wonderful but yet, not why in any freaking way
0: in any way shape or form and yet rich kingdom was put in adult right like and the oh, what is it the there's like a king arthur story that the author of ash princess just put out and it was
1: one of your one what is it the guinevere one
0: half sick of shadows oh no, no. laura sebastian um so she wrote the ash princess which is solidly ya
1: i liked that series
0: um i did not actually read it but that's because i read A lot as a teenager and I didn't really read in college and then I read a lot in grad school Mm -hmm. so there's like an entire section of YA that I wasn't around for and that was like when Throne of Glass was first starting Mm -hmm. um but I found Half Sick of Shadows in the adult section with Jennifer or with Danielle Jensen versus birthday girl was in the ya yeah
1: i can't get over that i will not i can just imagine like some teenager taking that home and being like
0: holy shit (laughs) like no (laughs) and i get it i read inappropriate shit as a kid like i was not reading age appropriate at all
1: you definitely more
0: than me but (laughs) (laughs) but fucking birthday girl in ya yeah. Like, I at least had to, like, go to my e-reader to, to like, get the more mature stuff. Because <laughs> like, I <laughs> knew there was no way how my mom was going to buy it.
1: The cover? Yeah, how would you even know? It looks yeah. like it's a birthday. It's a birthday with a teenager. No. So annoying. So but it's good. New adult readers out there, read it.
0: <laughs> so what, we kind of talked about this. Like, what what do you think makes a new adult novel new adult
1: So there's a there's a few criteria for me, which is why it's like some could fall into it. Some could not. Um, Number one, I would agree with the people on my poll is age. So I think it's out of high school, basically. I think any like university book could be new adult. Um, But other than that, like somebody put 25 and up. I was surprised to see was even that high but age is definitely the big thing. The content, darker content, things that um, maybe teenagers aren't equipped to deal with quite yet. Maybe something that if a parent saw in a book, they would be a little concerned that their high school aged kid was reading about it. Um, and then the, the steam. So there's no fade to black in new adult books. You get a little more description. And then young adult back, uh, books, I think you know, a door closes and we don't know, we can know that it happens, but we don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of the three things like in my mind, I go off of.
0: I definitely would agree with all of that. Like more mature content. It's not a six-year-old saving the world. So mm-hmm. definitely age. Mm-hmm. And like, I think Crescent City, honestly, all of the Sarah J. Maas books, I think very much Accur- accurately describe the range of new adult. I agree. So, like, The Throne of Glass, I think, especially the early ones, would fall like, the, like younger new adult. I, I agree. I mean, they describe, like, see that one, I go into,
1: like, thinking about it, I'm like, age-wise, it could go either way. However, there is sex scenes in it. Mm-hmm. And you get the juicy stuff. And so that's where it kind of
0: bumps over to new adult for me. And the fact that you have like a slave concentration camp that too yeah like Mm -hmm. you're you there are elements to it that are YA Mm -hmm. like it's not written in like the most mature way I guess is like oh the only way I can really think of to describe it like it's kind of written in the way that YA is Mm -hmm. like and everyone knows like the rhythm of the writing and all of that like right YA has its own shit Mm -hmm. and Throne of Glass very much has that. Yeah. But at the same time, we are talking about much more serious matters and discussions and topics. Mm -hmm. And that's when I think it starts to fall into as like a 13-year-old reading YA because honestly, like YA really falls like 12 to 18. Yeah, I would agree. So if I... Like looking at books, I think would a twelve year should a twelve year old read this? Would a twelve year old relate? And if the answer is yes, then I squarely put it in YA. And if the answer is no, then I tend to put it in new adult.
1: I agree, but I think there's some series like Throne of Glass, for example. I think going in, every intention was to be YA, but in the same way that we all grew up with Harry Potter, and you know the books progress as far as like the maturity of it. So does Throne of Glass in a way. So. Just because a series starts in YA doesn't mean it doesn't end somewhere else. Like we're we're all growing with these books at the same time. So I get the confusion, especially with that one. That one especially.
0: And the authors are growing too. Yes. Like I think, and like oh, this, people are gonna get mad at me. I think YA is slightly easier to write. I like writing is very, very hard to respect writers infinitely. Mm-hmm. But I think YA tends to be a little bit easier to write because you aren't trying to dive too deep into the darker topics like it's all kind of more surface on the surface of like the emotional spectrum and because of that like as writers progress and as they like really hone their craft I think like it's kind of easier to dive into those like sexier scenes to dive into those deeper topics to really like be able to write about a best friend dying and touch on on it much closer
1: right I think I think I would actually disagree in a way I think it I think there's some people who start a YA book and they want to add these things but they have the constraints of YA Mm -hmm. so they have to put it in a way that's uh appropriate for the age range but really teenagers are going through I did a bunch of crazy stuff as a teenager you know like i wouldn't want my kid reading about some of those things so maybe i don't know in a way it could be harder to get what you want on the page with but keeping it pg yeah
0: no that's fair it could go either way that's fair it's just like very interesting and i uh, do i find the whole thing like I find the criticism of New Adult really interesting. I find the fact that people don't think that this age range, like, deserves its own section of books. And I think that's where I get stuck. I mean, like, as millennials, a lot, like, a giant question that we were faced is what we deserve. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people judge and, like, make comments on what we deserve as millennials. Mm-hmm. And it's almost always to our detriment.
1: Yeah. I think when you were when you were talking about it, actually, you were saying this in the first time we recorded, <laughs> or didn't record, is that what was happening a long time ago, like in our parents' age, is that we were getting married and having babies and buying houses at this age. And now it's just not that way. So times have changed for people in our age range. And we're looking for something different. Mm-hmm. And it's just basically an open space, I think, in the writing world. Not even in the writing world. I feel like there's people who write it. It's just buying it is
0: difficult. I think this is like a good spot to like put insert this. But the genre really faced like a lot of criticism. And it was viewed as just like a marketing scheme. And I don't understand why that's a bad thing. Like, and I guess that's like, like my business minor coming out Yeah, and like like marketing's there for a reason. We fall for it. Like marketing is a really invaluable tool. And if you are trying to get a certain age range of people and the argument being that this age range doesn't read, like that's like kind of what it feels like. We're here. We're out here <laughs> like by not like acknowledging that the, like this age range is very pivotal and could increase sales and increase the boom and increase interest. Then like it feels like it's like I don't know. It makes me feel a certain kind of way.
1: I feel like just like in the world, there's a big change in like the millennial era where we're the, just this like lost little group of people who didn't start out with, you know, the internet and now we have it. And now like we we went through like playing outside to playing video games. It's just like a weird like group of people who know both worlds, like the big shift in the world. And then we're just kind of left out to dry sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that seems right. But I feel like that's what's happening with new adult because we're all new adults now. And we're just kind of waiting for what books make sense to us. And now that they're out there and there's, there, there are people who want it. I know for sure when I posted about my Barnes & Noble trip and how bummed I was, there were so many people saying like me too. I got so many messages in my inbox saying same. And yeah, sad.
0: So Jezebel had this article that I found fascinating. <laughs> but their article is from 2012. So on like the very beginning stages of New Adult. And it was titled, New Adult Fiction is Now an Official Literary Genre Because Marketers Want Us to Buy Things. So she talks about when Harper Collins signed Cora Karmic. Um, the New York Times said Karmic's book is In an emerging area of the market that publishers think is underexploited, new adult fiction. And the author over at Jezebel was like very like confused by that quote because she didn't understand what, uh, like how the new adult age range was underexploited. Because she like tapped into how Emma Koning, who wrote a book about being in her 20s, published that book and is now working on a TV show because of it. Lena Dunham went from like working on girls a show about being in your 20s in New York to landing a $3.7 million book deal to write about being in her 20s. Mm -hmm. Thought Catalog announced an upcoming line of eBooks that can only be surmised as being geared towards the new adult set. And she wrote, we're all for 20 20-somethings writing about 20-somethings, but is a new genre name really all that necessary? And yes, it is. If you're not actively lost walking around that bookstore, then you're fine. But if you are walking around and you can't find your books because the Danielle Jensen's of the world are put next to the George R. R. Martin's of the world, then, like, how are you supposed to find it? They're scattered everywhere. Like, there are
1: so many people wandering the books. I can't think that I'm the only
0: one. You're not. Absolutely not. I only picked up books in that sale that I knew about for the most part.
1: Yeah.
0: And, like, honestly... A lot of this also is due to cover artists. I think new adult cover artists have a very specific like look to them. Like mm-hmm. Bridge Kingdom and Half Sick of Shadows and Fury Born all kind of have similar vibes mm-hmm. because it's a vibe scale. But
1: <laughs> I do love a good cover.
0: Versus like you can tell when it's an adult fantasy novel. Like the George R. R. Martin covers. Are very adult covers in my opinion and like if that's the only way I can distinguish what a new adult book is then like we are messing up
1: yeah I mean I guess you could go to the adult section and read through the back covers of everything but I have been to the adult fantasy section and I have done that and maybe you'll find Jake Kristoff which can maybe go into both but Overall, I was reading the back and I was like, this is not what I'm looking for. This is not what I'm looking for. What I'm looking for is the charm of the YA and the themes of the YA books with more mature content. I agree. And that's not what the fantasy section is. It no. is George R. R. Martin and things like that. What do you think needs to come first? The bookstores or the publishers? Oh, this was by far the hardest question cuz the answer is i don't know um but my personal opinion is i think it should be the bookstores i think if they show some kind of demand for it the publishers will maybe um pick some up but i think it was on your podcast with Danielle Jensen she talks about it a little bit or maybe it was just her live cuz i watch it all <laughs> i'm a big fan she doesn't um, talk about it on her episode, so Yeah, and then I watch her lives as well and and kind of what she explains is that she went the indie route you know, because of marketing for the book of of where it would, not necessarily just of where it would fall, but part of it, it just didn't make sense in any category and um, I think we've touched on
0: this but there is like significant pressure for authors to publish in YA if they fall into this weird no man's land and like Danielle Jensen mentioned on her live and like I've subsequently mentioned in every interview because I'm obsessed with her but books that fall in this like new adult age range publishers don't know what to do with and so the pressure is to push it into YA right and so that means lowering the protagonist's age taking out a bunch of content and making sure it's all faded black right and you can't edit a book that much without it like changing the like entire thing about it
1: that book as a young adult book I don't know it wouldn't be the same and I think like you said there is either pressure to take out parts or um it doesn't get per or picked up because it doesn't fit in the fantasy section either, or they think it won't do well. It's just this weird thing where there's no there's nowhere for these books to go.
0: Yeah, and it's so hard. I think, I think it's a little bit of both, to be honest. So I think I agree that I feel like bookstores really need to start carving out space for it. Mm-hmm. Like, you're hiring booksellers for a reason. Like, those booksellers are curating.
1: I, that's what I've always wondered. Like, how does someone not get on Bookstagram and pick up like at least an end cap of these very popular new adult books?
0: How if you have a table oh. for book talk? You can have a table following the hashtag new adult. Yes, I totally
1: agree. I don't know how it hasn't happened. Because people, I there's so many people
0: who just want that. And so, like, I guess like for Barnes and Noble, it's harder because I think they're more regulated yeah versus like the Indies can like very much like set up these shelves and I think that they should yeah like I think Indies really have to like kind of take the hit but the issue is is that they can't buy these novels because like a lot of these novels have to be self-published yeah. and therefore it's not cost effective. It's such a vicious cycle. It is a vicious cycle and <laughs> that's why it's
1: like I don't know what comes first. I don't know. But if there were a publisher who started a new adult section, I think that they would be very, very, very—they would do really well.
0: Hey Danielle, I have a sixth business idea for you. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> we got a new adult book box. We're going to do a new adult press. Let's go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's like my dream. Are you kidding me? Can I, I do know. that? Can I do that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Can but I will be, can do it you can do it I will be a big time customer of whoever does <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like it's so hard I don't it's Barnes and Noble Barnes and Noble has to take the plunge that's the first step Barnes and Noble needs so
1: so hard though because Barnes and Noble I feel like is like the last holdout on big bookstores like around here I don't have any bookstores there there isn't one LA I could go up there But there's nothing around here. So if like Barnes and Noble goes under, where do I buy my books?
0: Oh my God, that's the big question.
1: Isn't that scary? But
0: terrifying. But
1: if they did, like I'm I'm just saying, start with an end cap, people.
0: Yeah. It doesn't have to be an entire section. It doesn't, you don't have to dedicate significant floor space to it. I just need a couple end caps or a table
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and like have that curated. Pull those books. Like go on bookstagram and find it. And then like, once you do that, then readers can like ask for more books like that. And then publishers can be like, oh, these books did really well. Wonder what happened. And then they can pick up these authors and then indies can pick them up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one bookstore puts out there that they have a new adult section. I will be there. I will buy them even if I have them already (laughs) just to show that we want these books. There's a books, there's a, there is an indie bookstore when I travel for work down to downtown San Diego. And I like, it's a family owned business. And like, part of me wants to be like, hey, (laughs) you need more of this. (laughs) Like, yeah, their YA section is even small though. So I'm like, dude,
0: I am really, really fortunate that DC has so many indies. Yeah. And each indie kind of has its own vibe. And so like my go-to has like a really solid, like upper YA type books Mm -hmm. and a solid, like they have, it's essentially like a new adult bookstore. It feels like because of how well curated it is.
1: That's my dream.
0: But it's never marketed that way. And none of those books like say that they're marketing that way. But like, it's like, that's like, this feel. So that's why I support them a lot because I like love the fact that that's a thing. Yeah. But like each one has like its own like tinier sections or bigger sections, certain things. Like it's very fascinating. You have to ask, you have to ask for certain things and be like, can we have more of this type of book? And then once they see that it's being asked for, then they can stock it.
1: That's a good point. Maybe I will message some of the local bookstores. Well, like I said, they're farther, they're more in the cities than where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe if I message them and say, like, hey, because I thought about it, and just be like, if you have more of this, we would mm-hmm. like it. Because maybe what we're getting at here is that it needs to start with the small indie bookstores.
0: But the, the- problem is, is that again, we hit the circle where because self-publishing has to kind of take the reins of this right like indie bookstores can't purchase from amazon where a lot of these are housed like amazon publishing takes a lot of these
1: (sighs) yeah i mean this is why this was the hardest question because i don't know how this starts but it's
0: yeah it's conundrum it's so hard i'm voting barnes noble that's the first step
1: yes but Since they are such like a big conglomerate. Yeah. It is something new. And I feel like like everything, like every genre, I'm sure started in a certain section and branched out when there was enough demand for it. And that's just what we're asking for here is we have the demand for it. And honestly, I can't believe that it doesn't exist because just from my like account and like people I follow, because I follow people who like new adult books, there are Thousands of people wanting these books, and I, I can't believe it's taken this long.
0: I think like one of the biggest issues that new adult faces is that so many people reduce it to smutty YA. Yes, everyone thinks that by asking for a new adult, you're asking for a spicy Caraval. You're asking for a spicier Serpent and Dove. Because I wouldn't call Serpent and Dove. New adults. That's just me. That roof scene. Drink all these hollow vows. <laughs> that roof <real> scene, though. <laughs> it's almost like it's being purposefully talked down to so that way publishers don't have to make the move, you know? Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. What books do you think tend to fall in uh, YA that should be moved?
1: The only one. So, Actually, yes. So the only one I wrote down was Throne of Glass, because I think that could definitely be NA, but I think in a way, like we were talking about before, that one progressed a little bit. Um, But yeah, there's, man, there's murder and sex and slaves and yeah, I can't, that, that one I would think. But honestly, I think most, and Birthday Girl, (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> to to that.
1: <laughs> but overall I think people err on the side of caution in the why section
0: like maybe I just like haven't really shopped at bookstores in a while because you know fucking COVID mm-hmm. but yeah. like I'm like actively looking at my bookshelf right now to like figure out which ones I would pull I don't like like the liver brain novels I think like are the younger side of New Adult. Um, like her Great and Terrible Beauty series. Mm-hmm. Which it deals with like mourning the loss of a parent and drug abuse and stuff like that. So it's yep. like, like it has more adult themes, but she is only 16. So she doesn't really fall in that age range. But I think the themes of it, it's a very fine line that younger New Adult and upper YA like I find that line hardest versus like Crescent city is an adult book, but I would put squarely in YA or squarely in new adult.
1: I feel like that book is like the poster child for a new adult. Yeah. That is like when I, so the, my next question on my poll was what books would you include in new adult mm-hmm. and Crescent city? was like everybody. Yeah. Um, Akatar was obviously the other big one um there were some others in there but that
0: was like the main ones I think and this is putting so much ownership on like a Sarah J Mass, but when you have an entire team at Bloomsbury handling your shit like that's when I think you need to like put a foot down make a statement These are new adult. I'm only marking them as new adult. Create the genre. That
1: is what I like about Jennifer L. Armantrout is that she says it like it is. And when I was looking up, um, the newest book of Savage Lands comes out next month, and I was looking to I signed up for like information on her press tour, and it market on her website or the the pub the whatever you know what I mean Um, on her like form to fill out to get information on it it says that it is a
0: new adult paranormal romance. I find it really interesting that authors like Sarah J Mass aren't putting the foot down. I mean and Jennifer L. Armantrout is but yeah. Jennifer L. Armantrout also like she's published in so many places that she doesn't really have like the fidelity to a publisher like Sarah J Maas does. And that's where it gets hard because she didn't have that fidelity and because she's done yeah. a bunch of like indie publishing herself. She went with um, 1001 Dark Nights and Blue Black Press to do her From Blood and Ash series versus again, Sarah J Maas has an entire team at Bloomsbury handling all of her shit. And when you are that much of a moneymaker for a publisher... I feel like you're the one that really has to pave the way.
1: Yeah, I think obviously it would make a big difference if Sarah J. Moss said there should be a new adult section mm-hmm. um, because I bought half of the Akatar series in the YA section until I think somebody at Barnes & Noble must have read it and been like, whoops. <laughs> and then I went to look for it and I had to ask somebody and it was in the adult section. And so it's like this weird flip-flop But when I went to even the Barnes and Noble sale this time, I could not find From Blood and Ash. But I could find all of her other books in the YA section.
0: I didn't see From Blood and Ash at all either in mine.
1: So I feel like that's like the biggest like thing. If there are so many people who want From Blood and Ash, like that is a big book. And it's not in the bookstores because it has nowhere to go.
0: It's especially when you have like a partnership like she does or barnes noble like her hardcovers are only available at barnes and noble um and if you're going to buy it in stores you can only buy it at barnes noble if you're going to buy it because indies can't get it it's too expensive yeah but it's so it's so fascinating
1: that's like a perfect example of a book that could be a cash cow that it just isn't there
0: yeah I agree and like indie publishing is such an interesting beast too because we are really putting a lot of ownership on these authors if you want to write new adult you're having to publish independently you're having to go it yourself and not everyone has those resources
1: no and that's even for big people like for me a big person is Danielle L. Jensen Mm -hmm. and she still has to do it herself yeah for her for her new adult book anyway because her young adult book I think was traditional for most of it
0: most of it yeah was tour a lot there's like a lot of arguments against the big four but I think this is one of the big ones new adult yeah I just the think not that... embracing of new voices, the not embracing of an entire generation, like I think new adult really encompasses all of that. Mm-hmm. And I think if we really took on like the new adult genre, it would open up the way for so many other authors to be a part of it.
1: That and... is so important right there is that there are people writing these books and there are people reading these books, but we can't connect those dots somewhere
0: yeah and this is why the big four is struggling and this is why we're having the big four rather than what was it five six yeah at its heyday
1: well and like you said it a lot of those indie books are housed at amazon so where am i buying my books i'm buying them on amazon and if amazon's the one that's kind of crushing these these publishers coming out with their own publishing and you Know selling books directly from there, it's detrimental to itself because I buy so many books and I know a lot of the people on my Instagram, a lot of the people who follow me on Instagram buy the same books, and we're all looking to spend money not on Amazon.
0: Yes, we want, like, again, I don't understand why, even if you're going to call it a marketing scheme, why that's essentially a derogatory term. No. Like I don't get it, and all companies do marketing. What's wrong with marketing something? Like maybe I'm just like too deep in the capitalist system, but I don't understand. I don't understand why it would, like, where it would be bad. And you can make the argument that it costs money, but these books will make you more because mm-hmm. you are bringing in an entirely new generation that feels left out.
1: Well, here's here's a perfect example of times changing. There is a giant cookbook section at the store, at the Barnes & Noble, where I'm at. I've never bought a cookbook. I look up my recipes on Pinterest and I feel like somebody is disconnected there. Like, can we shrink that section down maybe and add on something that we're all asking for? Like times are changing and I feel like it's just not quite keeping up.
0: I agree. So I went to several different Barnes & Nobles right before Christmas because I actually... I hope like no kids are listening. They wouldn't be. But like stockings, we include stuff for stockings mm-hmm. besides the stuff that Santa brings. I don't know who's listening into these confer- to these podcasts. Oh, I was, I didn't even think about the po- Oh my God. I was like, I don't have kids. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if you're listening to this in front of kids. So one of the things that gets included in our stockings is magazines. Mm-hmm. And I had to go to several, I went to an indie bookstore, I went to like a grocery store, I went to two different Barnes & Noble, all in search of periodicals. Mm-hmm. Like, I found one, one yeah. place that had enough periodicals to satisfy the interests of nine people. That's nuts. Yeah. And if these sections of the bookstore are dying, what are you filling it with? Right. Filling it with new adult.
1: Yes. I I just feel like, I think I said this like five times when we originally recorded, I am a child of Twilight. (laughs) Um, But like now we've all grown up and we're looking for the next thing. Like I still like the theme of it. I still like what I read, but I need the more adult version of that. And that is not the fantasy section. That's not what's in those books or most of them. I can't speak for all of them. But for me, I just want
0: the aged version of Twilight. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know I, I mean, just Twilight, not vampires. But like, you know. What no, I mean. no, no. No, no, no. Like uh, I get that. I don't relate. Okay. So I was reading through the backs of books at Barnes and Noble, and they I read one where it was like, this woman like split up with her husband and her she and her two kids are like on this adventure essentially mm-hmm. and I'm like I don't have kids yeah I am super fucking single like yeah. I have two roommates mm-hmm. where we rent our house the closest thing to a like a dependent is my cat right I don't <laughs> relate to those stories <laughs> yeah. I don't and so it was really hard. And then to jump from that to 16-year-old.
1: Exactly. Like, All those people in between. And we're, we're staying in this realm longer. Yes. We don't have kids. I'm, I'll say it. I'm 34. I'm 34. Um, I have no kids. Um, not because maybe one day, but right now I'm living in this world where I'm, like you said, I'm not going to relate to a book where somebody has like a teenage kid, because you could at my age. Mm-hmm. But I'm also, I can't read high school anymore. Yeah. And that's where we're at. Also, I forgot to mention this. I have it in my notes. If you go to the fantasy section at Barnes & Noble, it is so male dominated. Yes. I can't even. There's only one book that maybe falls in New Adult when I was there. And it was Jay Kristoff.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, I made a face. Um. (laughs) Just made a face I
1: don't I mean, read his. I personally haven't read them or want to but um yeah it, it was just another another book in the section that I was like nope
0: and I think that honestly I think you boiled it down like to such a granular level I think YA is a very female dominant mm-hmm. category mm-hmm. I think adult is very male dominant I don't technically I don't enjoy reading fantasy written by men
1: I don't
0: either i find that it's usually gratuitous violence against women mm-hmm. like there, the romance is written by someone who very obviously has no idea what's happening with the female body yes that's just that's not how things work mm-hmm. and it's not like the pacing it just isn't usually my style like there's a lot more emphasis on like battles rather than growth and character development
1: right right there's a lot more battle in politics rather than it means I'll be honest like I need some romance in it I need a lot of romance in it to enjoy it um but that comes from YA YA has a lot of romance yes and that's where YA comes in and adult goes out but there is this fusion of the two genres that I want that's not there
0: and more yes. women and more women And I think when we open up categories like new adult, we bring more female voices, we Mm -hmm. bring more minority voices. Mm -hmm. Like, let's face it, adult, uh, like the adult category and very specifically the adult fiction genre or the adult fantasy genre is very male and very white.
1: Yes, very much so. It just, I went to the section and I was like,
0: yeah, it's rough.
1: It is. And then uh, you look at, like, um, if you go to the romance section, which is kind of funny, because you'll find, like, J.R. Ward there, or uh, is it Sherry Ann Kenyon? I actually haven't read any of these from the authors, but I feel like those actually should be kind of in the fantasy section, but they're in the romance, and I feel like it's because they're women, and it has romance in it. Yes. <laughs> it, it just irks me, and I feel like no, New Adult doesn't have those biases.
0: I agree. And also like this is now just ranting but I don't understand why we can't have a bookshelf for all of it. Like a bookshelf for paranormal romance. A bookshelf that would fall in like new adults age range. An adult paranormal romance bookshelf. Like it doesn't even have to be an entire bookshelf. A shelf. A yep. section of a shelf. Yep. Like, I don't understand what is prohibitively against all of that. What prohibits that is the word I'm looking for.
1: I don't know. I don't even necessarily mind if the new adult section is within the adult section. Like if there is a little, like I said, end cap or, a, you know, a little placard that says new adult starts here um, <laughs> because it it is technically the ages that it could be adult. I just want it to be there, period. I don't care where it is as long as it's there. <laughs>
0: I agree. Do you think that there's something very specifically that authors should keep in mind when writing new adult?
1: Obviously the age of their readers. Uh, no, I don't. I think, I think, I think if anything, new adult takes the constraints off of young adult writers, if that makes sense. Like you don't have to fade to black. You don't have to do this. It's more so like, I feel like it gives them freedom to write what they want to write without feeling like they're
0: corrupting a young mind (laughs) really fair really fair and like i agree like i wrote that out and i was like i don't i don't have an answer for this i feel like that
1: (laughs) kind of falls in with like what is new adult
0: yeah i agree well all right i feel like we've pretty much covered it do you have any more any other thoughts um the only thing
1: that i think is like is there a limiting factor to new adult as far as genre goes because I attribute it mostly to fantasy because I think like historical romance can go in romance and I think that like um, other areas can go like in the fiction section or whatever but for me particularly fantasy is where there's the biggest disconnect for me.
0: I would agree with that. I think fantasy is the biggest disconnect, Mm -hmm. but I think contemporary romance is also a place where there's a big
1: mess. I agree. Like for example, Birthday Girl. Yes. I know we keep struggling back to that, but yes, like if I were, like if I were to create my like fantasy end cap of um, new adult books, it would be obviously some of my favorites, ACOTAR, a lot of Jennifer L. Armantrout, there would be Danielle L. Jensen, but then there would be some Penelope Douglas in there, or the book I'm reading now um, would be good. It's a university romance, or yeah, so it would be kind of, and I would even throw in some of the, um, like a little bit of historical romance, because I feel like there's a couple in there that are kind of geared towards the younger audience. Like I even feel like there's a section in there that could kind of go that way. Like kind of like the Evie Dunmores That's exactly Okay, I couldn't I couldn't remember her name and I was like bring down I got bring you me. there. Thank you. <laughs> yes, that is exactly what would go in there for me. So while there is the biggest discrepancy between the two in fantasy, I think that there is a whole it could be a whole genre in itself.
0: Yes. I mean like and I think that that's the big thing is that like you have like the big categories which are adult and young adult and i mm-hmm. think that what like the next big category that needs to be established is new adult and then within there you can have the genres of fantasy romance paranormal what have you yeah. but uh like i read a ton of romance especially right now being this single during covid i'm leaning on <laughs> romance a lot and i had a ton of fun arcs this last year mm-hmm. and most of them fell to me in the new adult range because mm-hmm. like early 20s experiencing that like deep i love you this could be forever type love yes like after having like previous relationships and talking about exes and all of that like they are all firmly within that age group versus i read duke actually hmm um, which was all over Bookstagram if you saw it, but um, the main character in that is 35 and going through a divorce. Yeah, and I struggled through it. It's cute. It's like a yeah. cute romance, like a fun holiday one. Mm-hmm. But I could not relate to her. She was going for tenure. She, which is like, fucking like I'm nowhere near like that type of right. phase in my life. Right. And I'm not going through a divorce, and I've never felt that like deep seated love. So like, like I like I really struggle with that, and like I think that that's adult romance versus like, um, love chai and other four letter words Mm -hmm. or Sarah desai's books. Mm -hmm. I think could very firmly go in the new adult section. Yes.
1: there. I think within every genre, there is a certain section or a couple of books that could fall into the new adult. So it's not limited. So we want it. We want we it. Want it. <laughs>
0: uh, well, this was lovely. I love ranting with you. I feel like we got a little bit more ranty on the second recording. So like, sorry, listeners. I thought I'd
1: have it more together on the second go around, but I was worse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so my closing question what books are you binging Ooh, I'm
1: so into my series right now I, I know am reading- you
0: are oh my
1: gosh I'm so <laughs> obsessed um I am reading the off-campus series by L. Kennedy it's the deal the score the legacy mama that series it is so good I am not a like contemporary romance reader per se but now I freaking am
0: I just read the deal too. I think because I saw you post it and then I saw it was free on Kindle and I was like done.
1: That's how I started with it too. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, and I liked it. It was like, like, it wasn't my favorite, but
1: I love it. I thought they were so damn cute. I'm a character person though. So if you give me like a good character development, like if that relationship comes together, like super organically, I'm in, I don't need a lot of story.
0: That's really valid. And that's like that was like the best part of it was that friendship and seeing that develop and go for like it reached all the stages and it was wonderful like the characters were great yeah I think some of the plot points were a little lazy
1: fair assessment
0: (laughs) good. (laughs) awesome thank you so much for being here thanks for having me this has been my dear friend Danielle As always, you can check her out on Instagram at The New Adult Book Club. She has great book recommendations and talks all about the new adult category, so be sure to check her out there. She also has a wonderful bookmark shop on Etsy called Florally Marked. They're beautiful, and I highly encourage you to all head over there and purchase some. She also has an Instagram for it called Florally Marked, so be sure to check that out. Also, remember to join the Patreon if you want access to the Dark Romance miniseries. I have authors like Emily McIntyre, Pepper Winters, and so many others coming to really deep dive into the genre. Also, as always, you can shop merch at the Etsy store linked in the episode description. Be sure to take a photo in your merch and tag me. Some of you have been doing that and I've loved seeing it this has been a Bookshelf Binge. You can follow me on all social media at Bookshelf Binge. I'm finally active on TikTok, so be sure to check me out there. And as always, I'm constantly talking about books on Instagram. Thank you so much for sticking around to hear me and Danielle rant, and I'll talk to you all next week, where we are joined by Jordan Gray to discuss critique partners.